Well, Merry Christmas, everyone, and uh, welcome to our Coffee with Alan time today. Uh, we are going to talk about the Magi uh, today and, uh, and the, the specific you know uh, place that they had in the story of Jesus Christ, of the coming of Christ to the world. Uh, so this is found in Matthew chapter 2. It says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the, in the days of King Herod, Wise men from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star rising as rising and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. So he assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people and asked them where the Christ would be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they told him, because this is what was written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, because out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men and asked them to the exact time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. You will find him. Report, when you find him, report back to me so that I too can go and worship him. <laughs> no, they didn't want to worship him, or he didn't want to worship him. After hearing the king, they went on their way, and there it was. The star they had been they had seen at its rising, it had, it had led them, it led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. When the star, when they saw the star, they were overwhelmed with joy. Entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts: gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. After they were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Get up, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and escaped to Egypt. He stayed there until Herod's death, so that what was, spo- so that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he realized that he had been outwitted by the wise men, flew into a rage. He gave orders to massacre all the boys in and around Jerusalem, in and around Bethlehem, who were two years old and under, keeping with the time he had he had learned from the wise men, the Magi. Uh, then what was spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. A voice was heard in Ramah weeping, and great mourning, and great mourning. Rachel weeping with for her children, uh, but and she refused to be consoled because they are no more. Um, so these Magi. Uh, who are these magi? These magi were a religious uh, caste. Uh, this, this, these priests, these priests from Persia, a, a religion that is actually still going today called Zoroastrianism. They still, they still exist today. Um, and so, this came from the Persian Empire, which actually had its roots, I believe, in Babylon, like Babylonian Empire, which were imported into the Persian Empire when the Persians took over Babylon um, during the during the time of the exile of the Jews. And so this is actually where we 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 see, um, in uh, in Daniel, Daniel we see this. We we see Daniel um, is is part of the you know, part of Israel, and then uh, they they get captured by Babylon because you know because that's you know God's judgment on on Judah on Israel was for them to be sent into exile, be taken over by by the Babylonians, um, in around the like about the fifth fifth century B.C. 
And, uh, but, and so Daniel just grew and grew and grew in favor, um, and was able to interpret dreams, interpret, you know, uh, pro, you know, great wisdom. Uh, and so for the Babylonians, that was like, you're, you're a magician, you are a magi, you're a wise man of the Babylonian empire. And so, um, there were, he's recognized for these things, but it's interesting. So here, here's where we pick up with this. So, so Nebuchadnezzar, part of the Babylonian empire, um, so he is having these crazy dreams and, and so he's like, he calls together the Magi of the Babylon empire. And he's like, not, not just tell me my interpretation of my dream, but do you tell me my dream? Because anyone can tell me what they think about my dream. And when I, once I tell it to you, but you need to tell me what is my, what, what is my dream and then interpret it for me. Um, and so he did. So, you know, uh, they, you know, so the, all the, all the magicians couldn't do it. None of the wise men, none of the Chaldeans, none of these these you know, magi in the Babylonian Empire could tell the king his dream. It was like it's impossible. Um, so what they kept telling him, like it's impossible. What are you doing? Um, but then uh, then Daniel uh, basically came and he said, "Here's your dream, and here's its interpretation." Um, and and so then he was brought. Uh, the, so basically, then this is what it says of what happened to Daniel. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many generous gifts. He made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon and chief governor over all the Magi, all the wise men of Babylon. Um, and uh, it's, uh, and this actually yeah, sets up something really neat there too. But um, specifically, the next part we see is then his predecessor, after, or then his uh, successor um, later on, is surrounded by the Persians. And they're, you know, there's the hand is writing on the wall and they're like, oh, there was a, the chief magician back in the days of Nebuchadnezzar. You should call on him. So he comes in and, you know, and, uh, but he was recognized as the chief of the Magi because he was the wisest of all magicians, the wisest of all wise men in, in Babylon. And so, uh, this, this, this religion you know, that started in Babylon continued into the Persian empire and continued throughout the generations. And like I said, it still exists today. And so it was still existing during the time of Jesus, during the time of his birth. And specifically during the time of this, you know, the, during the birth of Jesus. And so uh, it's interesting to see, okay, so how, how do we know about this? Like, how do we know, or how, do, how I'm sorry, how did the Magi know about the King of the Jews prophecy? This is, this is a Zoroastrian religion. Is this like this, you know, natural occurrence that they knew was going to happen? Like this king of this random people out in the Middle East happening? Or is it more likely that Daniel, the chief of the musicians, of the musicians, the magicians, the, the magi of Babylon, actually told them the prophecy of Jesus and how it would come about? And how God would bring it about and looking for certain signs. And, and, and now why? So what, what do they follow? What was the sign? The star. If you look at Genesis, Genesis 1. So this is the cre very creation of the world. So this is what it, what it says. Um, <coughs> oops. Get it here. Um, this is Genesis 1, 14. Then God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heaven to separate the day from the night. They will serve as uh, signs for seasons and the and for days and years. Um, so, and, and other translations actually say signs and seasons. 
And so the, even the stars of the heavens are meant, you know, by God, created by God specifically to be signs for us, for humans, for humanity. And so the, this Zoroastrian religion who followed the stars, who is, who is uh, all about astrology um, and astro- astronomy, like following the signs and the seasons, following the signs. And, and God used Daniel to influence a secular religion, um, a false, a false religion. You know, it was just, it was, they didn't serve the Lord God. They served the creation. They, they worshiped the creation versus the creator, but they were still given a powerful sign to see God's heart for people outside the Jews. I mean, like I said, who would be born king of the Jews? The, you know, the, these are basically the, uh, the king of Judas, Judas, uh, which is Judah. As we as we know, is Judah. So basically, the sons of Judah, uh, which basically is this this phrase for the you know God's people, for the nation of God, the nation of Yahweh, um, and so we see that the stars are created for signs and seasons. We see that God strategically placed Daniel in a place um, to to influence a secular religion with the truth of the of the Lord of Lords, of the King of Kings, the you know Yahweh God. You know, the God above all gods, the creator of those stars, um, he strategically placed Daniel in the place of this, of this, of these magi so that they would know that the Messiah came and they would be the first one, you know, one of the first ones to come and see after, after the shepherds and after all the people in, in and around Bethlehem and heard the news from the shepherds and the people like they just, they were overwhelmed and the magi got to come and be a part of it. This, if you look at the at, at the nativity uh, picture of Jesus, these are the only Gentiles that appear at the birth of Jesus, at the at the presence of the incarnation of Jesus Christ, the in, the the coming and the dwelling of God among humanity, and we see this beautiful picture of of God coming and saying. This gospel, this Jesus, the Savior of the world, this Emmanuel God with us, is not just for the Jews. He's not just the king of the Jews. He is king of the whole world. He is king. He is the Messiah. He is the deliverer of, of the Jews, but not just from oppression from the Romans. I mean, that wasn't God's purpose at all, necessarily. It was God's, you know, God's freedom from sin and death and the power of the grave and evil and the, and the true oppression of this world, which is Satan himself. True oppression and darkness and, and conflict, which is not against nations. It's against the, the, the ruler of the nations, which is Satan, the prince of the power of the air, the, the principality and authorities in the unseen realm. Um, that is where our battle is. Uh, but that is also where the victory of Jesus Christ came into play. And that's why I believe that God sent the Magi. That's why God sent Daniel in strategically to become the chief of the Magi and set forth and write down, probably write down and pass along this, this prophecy of God that there would be the king of the Jews. But also the Magi, that Jesus would be the savior of the Magi. That Jesus would be savior of the Gentiles, those outside of the Jewish nation. And that includes us today. We're Gentile. If you're, if you're watching this, most likely you're a Gentile. You know, you are someone who is not of the Jewish descent um, from Israel. And so this is 
hope and a beauty, beautiful story and a beautiful hope for you that Jesus at his very beginning was not only recognized, but being set up as the king of all, the deliverer of all. And I, I see this like in, in Luke chapter two, where, where it says that Mary, you know, took, you know, absorbed all these things and she treasured them in her heart. She, she contemplated them. She, she just was wrestling with these things. And I don't think it was just that night when the shepherds came. And I think these, she just continued to contemplate these things. What do these things mean? Um, you know, perceiving these things, praying these things. Um, this became, I think this, you know, Jesus became the center focus of her faith. Um, specifically, I even think, what does this mean? What is, what is the, the magic, these magi, these magicians came and worshiped my son with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. I mean, I'm thankful for the, for the gold and frankincense and myrrh, you know, I wonder how much, uh, gold, you know, she was set up for, for, for a good amount of time. Um, but you know, it's just, it's the. Mary, this became the focus of her faith. Like, who is this? You know, like, like the people of, of, uh, people say, you know, about John, like, you know, oh, this miracle happened of his birth. What will this kid become? You know, and this is, this is what Mary's is contemplating in Luke chapter two, man. Wow. What does this really mean? And here's the, here, here's the wrestling point to that song. Mary, did you know, you know, that your baby boy, you know, it, it's the question is, Mary, did you know? And a lot of people say, oh, of course he knew. You know, of course she, of course she knew, you know, because the angel told her, well, the angel didn't really tell her much. You know, he just, he, he told her, you know, some, uh, some very key things. So there's some very important things about who her son would be. Let's look at that. Uh, said, uh, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now, listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will ma- you will name him Jesus or Yeshua, he will be great and will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will have no end. Um, and that's it. That's all she was told. She wasn't told that he would be the suffering servant, that he would be, um, the, the, the Messiah in the, in the realm of what the Messiah was supposed to be. So even if she believed that this was supposed to be the Messiah, because think about, remember that the shepherds later in chapter two were told that this would be the Messiah. And so the, the shepherds told that to Mary as well and jo- Mary and Joseph. And then the Magi came and said, you know, the King of the Jews. And so and she's like the deliverer, the King of the Jews. She was thinking, okay, maybe this kid's going to be a ruler, like going to be King, like King David. Um, because I mean, Bethlehem at all, as you know, after all was where King David came from and he was recognized by the prophet, prophet Samuel and just anointed King, you know, well, he wasn't of any kind of, you know, sacred descent or anything like that necessarily, uh, at least according to them, but he was anointed King over Israel. And so the mirror, she was thinking, well, the, you know, the Herodians, the Herod, you know, the Herod line is, is apparently going to be done. And so then my son is going to become King in Herod's place king of the Jews. But the vision was so much bigger than that. So the question did, you know, Mary, did you know, I would say, I don't think she knew at all 
the the true mission and, and vision of God for Jesus. Because think about it, like they tried to come and get him, you know, when at, later during Jesus' ministry, he was doing all these things and, and being crazy, right? According to her. And so she and, and, and Jesus's, you know, half brothers, you know, because Mary and Joseph didn't, didn't stay. She didn't stay a virgin. Um, that, you know, they came together and he, Jesus had half brothers from Joseph and Mary. Um, and James, the author of, of James being one of them. Uh, but they came and they tried to get him and take him home. They're like, okay, Jesus, you've had a little uh, too much of this uh, popularity and maybe a little bit too much to drink. You need to come home. You are not acting very kingly right now because you're supposed to be a king, you know, but that wasn't God's purpose. God's purpose was for Jesus to come and die on the cross for sin and, you know, to conquer the grave, to conquer sin, to conquer shame, to conquer, conquer guilt and condemnation and to free us, to bring us into the freedom of life, freedom of our spirits, freedom of our souls, you know, forgiveness of all of our sins, the con- complete um, and, and utter destruction of all of our sin and, and, uh, and the old self on the cross and nailing it to the cross with Jesus so that we would be free from sin and death and filled with God's Holy Spirit, no matter what nation, no matter what king, kingdom we live in, that we would be the, a kingdom of God, a kingdom above all kingdoms, as Jesus is king above all kings and Lord of, above all lords. And so that is the reason for the Magi. That is the reason for the Magi. It was the, I, would, I, would, I would pose to say that is more characteristic of seeing a wider scope Showing, you know, know, Joseph and and Mary and all those around Jesus' uh, birth, the reality, the scope, the wider scope of the reason for Jesus' birth to save the world from their sins. As the angel, as the shepherds even said, um, I'm sorry, the the, uh, the angels, I said, do not be afraid for look, I proclaim to you, to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people glory to God in the highest and, and peace on earth to whom to people he favors. Um, this was the, the, you know, the angels, uh, and this was God showing Joseph and Mary, the, the grand scope of God's plan, uh, the grand story of, of, of what was Je- what did Jesus birth? What did Jesus come to accomplish? And that was salvation and deliverance and healing Freedom for everyone who believes, for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And so, as we see in the gospel story, we see the mission of God being being told um, and the scope of it being widened. Um, so, did Mary know? I don't think she even had a clue until after the resurrection, like the rest of the disciples. And then they were hardcore. All, the, all, of, his, all of Jesus' half-brothers, you know, I, I would at least say most of them, uh, from what I from what I can gather, <coughs> you know, they you know they were unbelieving. They were like you're being crazy, you're being ridiculous, or almost actually in in what, John chapter eight or nine, you know, almost being actually mocking him. Uh, maybe it's chapter seven, uh, mocking Jesus, like oh you. But, and so and after the resurrection, they came to fully understand it. They came to fully understand who Jesus was, why he came. To, to earth, why he was born the way he was born. Because all of his brothers had heard about the way that he was born. It wasn't a secret. Um, but this is what we're, this is, this is the goal. This was the vision. This was the purpose of the Magi. So when you read about the Magi, that, think that. This, you know, remember that. 
that this was God saying, this is the grand scope of my, of Jesus's mission. This is the grand purpose of why Jesus was born this way. Believe and be healed. Walk in freedom. Walk in the newness of life. Um, and that's, that's what we walk in today. We walk in the hope of that. We walk in the glory of, of the resurrection, of the newness of life, that God has come and taken away all of our sin and placed and seated us with him in the heavenly realms uh, so that we can walk in the newness of life, uh, free from sin, free from condemnation, free from, um, free from shame and guilt, um, and walk in our true identity, learn, grow, and, and you know, shift our thinking and be transformed by the renewing of our mind, grow and mature in our faith, knowing that sin no longer has a hold of us, that we are free from it. And so uh, that is the glory that God has given us to walk in. And so um, as you walk through your life, uh, think about that. You know, Ponder these things in your heart as Mary did. Uh, ponder God's true purpose and what he came to do in your life. And, and think about why is God, you know, what, what does God want to do in your life? Why did he save you? Why did he heal you? Uh, and God will answer. Pray. Ask God. God, what is your purpose for me? And God will answer. God will be faithful. God is faithful. And he will show you his purposes for you. So I love you guys and Merry Christmas. And I hope you have a great uh, Christmas season. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.